0: All right, all right. It's not my weekend podcast with your boy Jerry G. What is up, everybody? Hope you guys are having a great. Well, it's Monday actually, so how great can it be, right? It's Monday, July thirty first. Aquí en la tarde wait Yahweh, ready to settle in. Hope you guys had a good weekend, dog. Uh, shit, dog, it's still hot as fuck, man. I'm over it, dog. Right, I'm over it, dude. Just you know, I'm a shower in the morning, guy. I love showering in the morning. Nighttime. Only if I have a show. If I don't have a show, I don't like to I don't like to shower at night so much. Um because me despierta wey. I mean the shower wakes me up full. So if I shower in a noche way, I can't sleep full. Um which also helps me when I go out to a show. It helps me take a shower, wake the hell up, get it going. Basically the shower gets me going full. That's why I sh- shower every morning full and it just gets me going. And uh, what I'm trying to tell you is that when I shower in the morning, obviously with this heat, by noon, dog, I'm feeling already all sticky and dirty and tired, and it's bad, fool. It's bad. This this heat is not no. It's not fun, dog. It's not fun. Uh, But global warming, right? Global warming. Querían global warming. No entienden. No hacen caso. Ya listen, dog. Um, I don't know. I don't know what this world's gonna look like 50 years from now, dog. Yes, dog. 20 years from now, bro. Oh well. As long as uh, the old timers folks home is uh has kick ass air conditioning dog, hopefully right. Anyways, um had a good weekend, dog. What can I say, fool? I was over there in uh, Covina Laugh Factory all weekend opening for uh, Paul Rodriguez. I didn't post a lot because you know it's not my show, dog. I'm just there as a you know a guest opening act. And uh, I had a blast, though. Fool, got to made a lot of new fans, though. A lot of people never fucking heard of me before, tripping out. I are like, who the hell are you? Do you headline? Where do you perform? Where are you at? Where can we find you? I'm like, bitch. They're like, you know, because I'm a opener. a lot of people who never see me were like, you're pretty good. You should, you know, you're going to be okay. You're going to keep at it. You're pretty funny. I'm like, bitch. Bitch. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, it's a, trip. a lot of you know. Power drink. It was sold out all weekend. Sold out. I was there Thursday? Two shows. Friday? Two shows. Saturday? There was actually two shows Sunday. But I said, "Chale, we, yeah, I don't, I don't like performing Sundays, dog. Especially when it's not my show." They gave me the option because there was other people who Paul wanted to um, give some guest spots to, and so I, I saw that as an opening. Like, oh, I'm good. I won't be here Sunday. Don't worry about it. I told the owner. I'm like, hey, bro, I'm not going to be here Sunday, dog. like, oh, what? Why not? What's going on? You're doing great. You're awesome. I'm like, I know, dog, but I think Paul wants to put up some other friends on Sunday and uh, gives me a little chance to, you know, not be here, basically. But all weekend was awesome, bro. All we, oh It's that's a, that's a nice club, man, for those of you guys out here living in Covina area, Whittier, all that, you know, Pomona, Azusa, Glendora, El Monte, La Puente, dog. Those are all cool. Uh, city, the surrounding areas that take advantage, bro. It's a nice club. Good people, owners, dope as hell, real nice guy, and it's good, good things, man. Covina, this area, I say Covina, but the er, that area, West Covina, all that it needed this, bro. It needed a common. I've been saying it for years, dog. I've been saying it for years. That specific area, which is the what, the east side, east of East LA side. There's not much there, bro. Not much there, dog. Uh, either you got to go to Hollywood or you got to go to Brea, which is the border of Orange County and L.A. Or you got to go to Ontario, which is Inland Empire, way out of it, outside of L.A. And there's really nothing in that market right there, bro. It's a great market, man. Yo, cuando empezaba mi mis, mis comedy, I was like, there needs to be a comedy club right here, Whittier, Whittier area, dog. There has to be a comedy club. There's fucking money out here. People want to come out. And, yeah. Hell yeah, fool. So, I'll be performing there. The, the owner and I really hit it off, man. I, I've, I've known him for a while. He's actually the owner of the Laugh Factory in La, Las Vegas. Um, so he's like, "Yo, man, I want to obviously bring you out here to Covino more often." He knows that Vegas is not really my market too much, man. You know, uh, Vegas relies more on on like on tourists. So um, he likes to have a lot of like older white comedians, you know, like these crews ship comics you know he likes to have like just older comics there like senores we semi-retired and that's not really my like my shit right there dog right even though i love performing in vegas his club is not really a specific club for my type of audience but anyways he knows this one is it this one is it i had a blast for got to so, uh me basically basically me I had met him before I had met him but this time I really got the chance to really hang out and talk to him for a little bit John lovitz bro John lovitz man low key I realized man this guy he's done a lot bro John lovitz Warmers, a league of their own Saturday night live all a bunch of adam sandler movies dog he's done a lot of shit he's very talented very funny very nice guy got to chop it up with him for a little bit you know pick his brain you know, he's only been doing comedy for 20 years. And he's 67 years old. He's 67 years old. Been doing stand-up comedy for 20 years, basically. Dude, I'm, that's, I'm, I've am that's i been doing it 14. So he started when he was like 47 years old, más o menos. And he said he just got into it because he was already acting. He was acting. He was SNL. He was an improv theater comic. I mean, uh, actor. Not a comedian. And... So they started encouraging him. Obviously, his colleagues, David Spade and other homies, Norm McDonald, um, all the homies he hung out with, Drew Carey, Paul Rodriguez, all these people he would work with. They would encourage him to do stand up comedy. And eventually he did. And he's really good, bro. He didn't perform that this weekend with us. He's just he was just hanging out in the green room with us. Um, but I've seen him do it. You you know a lot of you guys, I'm sure, have seen him. And he's really, really good, man. Beach John Lovitz, bro. Very witty, smart, quirky, like all that stuff, man. And uh, it was real, real real awesome to hang out with him for a little bit. Um, Yeah, man, good times, dog. Good times. Other than that, dog, shit, dude. I've been, like I said, laying low, dog. Just laying low, home. You see me posting in my stories. I'm pretty much at the house, in HP. I went to Ross today. HP opened up a Ross, dog. That, that's how we are that's how that's how well it's going here you know covina is opening lab factories ikeas and shit we're opening ross's dog that's what we're doing right oh, my goodness bincher Um i'm not a big ross fan i'd rather go to marshalls i'd rather pay a little extra for damaged clothes Uh irregular clothes um no anyway, ross I, not it's not i don't buy clothes there i i don't think of i don't have maybe a sweater maybe uh, i like going for the underwear i like buying psd and ethica underwear that's my shit i like buying the, the the pinche socks the good quality socks that they have there uh well fuck i always forget the name of those socks that i really like um they're very popular for they're very thick and fancy um god damn it i always forget the name of those damn socks um, that's what I buy there for. I buy my my undershirt, my my wife beaters. That's what I go for. And I buy kid stuff too. Nicolás, shorts, you know, pants, you know, little, little shit like that. That's what I get the kids, dog. Uh, that's what I go to Ross for. Accessories, chingaderas. They got pretty cool furniture, right? But not that cheap, dog. It's not that cheap. So it's hard, it's hard for me to buy furniture from Ross when it's not, the price being that great, but it's pretty. I don't trust it, dog. Something's wrong with this shit, dog. I know something's wrong with you, fool. You know, like when you see a hot girl single. Something's wrong with you, dog. Something's wrong with you. Um, I do trip out on hot chicks that are single. It's like, I know there's a bunch of guys after you. I know you go out with dudes. You have to be fucking some of these guys. There's a reason why they're not marrying you or getting you pregnant. There is a reason. And I do learn that. Like I, I get to go out with some of these hot chicks... And I realize it. I'm like, oh, that's loca. Ah, yeah, you're, you're a little insane. Something's a little off. Ah, I get it. I get it now. I don't know, Doc. But if she's hot food, I'll put up with a lot of shit, Doc. That's what I know. I know that for sure. Um, Let me see, God. I got some comments from people and stuff hitting me up. Like, oh, yeah, the, the Disneyland shit. Let's start there. Let's start with the Disneyland stuff. Because I got some feedback from y'all motherfuckers regarding Disneyland. Um, Here, man. Let me see. I got something here, dog. A couple of comments. Here's one right here. From Steve the Photographer. Bro, listening to your Disney story and no mames. There's a pass called DAS. And I believe your nephew is eligible for it. Who's autistic. It's pretty much the old school Fast Pass, but for people with disabilities and their guests, up to five people. Nimolo, bro. Hopefully next time y'all will look, y'all, y'all look into it. I know about this. I know about this. Let me tell a couple stories about this. Okay? Yes. I've done it for uh, Universal Studios. Okay? And here, And I heard that, and then I tried it. I tried it for Disneyland and they gave me pushback in Disneyland, huh? They wanted to see paperwork. And, and according to some of you people, apparently, they're not supposed to ask for proof or question it. But my ass, it's cause they see me fool. And they see a shady ass fool, I think. They, they see me brown, right? They see me like they see me a mile away that I'm up to something full. It's how I feel. Because I go up to them. And I tell them, "Hey, dog, my my, my nephew is autistic, dog. He, he he has anxiety. He can't stand in line for a long time. And I, I need some." And they're like, "Yes, I'm sorry. Unless you have proof or a doctor's note or a medical record, bam, bam, blah, blah, we can't help you." And I think it may be my delivery because I'm I am half asking it because I'm a little embarrassed, right, to be asking for this. So in Disneyland, one time I got turned down for it, okay? And Universal Studios, it worked for me one time. One time, it worked for me. And that time, I, my nephew wasn't even there. I, had, I think I had my three kids, and I told them that one of them was autistic. I forget which one, dog. I'm like, pick one. They're all special, but pick one, Don. They're all out there, fool, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, sure, sure. They wrote me up a pass right away. We got on all the rides. We were done in 30 minutes. It was amazing. It was great, right? Then I did it again, and they sent a the question me on Universal Studios. And they're like, hey, you see that kid right there licking the windows, fool? Huh? That motherfucker, ah, wait, se pone bien nervioso, he can't stand still, he can't stay, stay in line for a long period of time. I need a pass, dog. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, we don't do that no more. You got to have a special note from your doctor and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, fool. I'm not going to sit there and argue with them, dog. I'm already embarrassed. I feel like like the jig is up, so I just say take. I just take no or that hesitation for an answer, right? A bigger person, a better person would argue this and get their way. Let me speak to your manager. Let me talk about. Oh, hell no, right? And I guess that's the route I need to make that I don't take, so I walk out of there. So once I got told no in the studios, and I got questioned in Disneyland one time. I haven't tried it again, right? I, I feel bad. Like I feel like I don't want to get it's embarrassing. At the end of the day, I better win that way. And it's not cool, right? Like you're not really supposed to do that. You're not supposed to lie like that, fool. But even though I wasn't technically lying this last time, my autistic nephew really was with us. And we really <laughs> does have a tough time in line. Of course. Right? He, he not he you don't have that kind of attention span. Uh but uh ponerse in line for an hour, dog. So that they were 10 of us, so even then they would have probably given us a pass for five. Then stuff that leaves out another five people. Whatever whatever the fact is, the point is, we didn't go that route. And then my sister, the mom of my nephew who's autistic, my my sister's one of those people that mean like, no, like it's not cool to be using my son like that. She's one of those people, dog. Don't be using my son for things like that. It's not right, eh? Bringing attention to his disabilities. That shit, dog. That's the form. She did that for... Because at one time, we were in a, a, a in the Studios when it worked. He was with us. And my sister got a little upset. Like, even though it worked, and they gave us a pass. She got over it, of course, after a while. But at first, she's like, don't be doing that. That's fucked up. Tell them one of your kids is, is, is autistic. Tell them when your kids are autistic. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I'll tell them. But we really we got the real deal holy field here dog. We got the real one. Authentic one right here dog. But if you want me to I will tell him fucking Adrian is out there. I don't give a shit. And then you know she got she got a little hurt like that, right? So she's like after a while she's like, "Hey, that was pretty cool. We got on all the rights really fast." I know. Thank you, Brandon. Damn. So anyways. That was that. So yes, I get that. I get which I get. And it's it's also pretty burned. Like, I've, dude, I literally got like three or four people telling me to do that same thing. So it's pretty burned, dog. Um, Another reason they're catching on to that shit, dog. But I've done it, and it's worked, and it hasn't worked. That's why I don't do it all the time. All right. All right. Let me see what else I got. I got a couple other people fucking hitting me. It's I didn't screenshot, on. I just realized I didn't screenshot a lot of them. Ah, damn it. Let me see what's this. Uh uh oh there's a guy who's offering free food the restaurant uh i think that's it i think that's the only one that screenshotted dog god damn it um yeah all right um all right i'm gonna say this dog and i don't want you guys to take this the wrong way because i love you motherfuckers you guys are my fans supporters you guys are like the real ones especially the ones that listen to this podcast fool all right so that's why i'm gonna come at you guys Con ese disclaimer first, dog. But I got a little, I got, I gotta get this out my mind, off my. Head, Cause I just read the damn fucking message again right now, fool, and it reminded me. All right. So a couple of weeks ago, all right, I had a show at the Bellflower, stand up comedy club, guys. All right. It's a small club. It only holds like hundred and fifty people in there, fool. All right. And I've done it like three times. I've sold it out all three times. Gracias a ustedes, way. Thank you, guys purchase it and by the way this particular club i leave the tickets at only twelve twenty 20 dollars now i'm doing 25 and up everywhere else all the improvs all the laugh factories because those fucking places are corporate and i kind of have to this is more of a mom and pop uh club where i can tell the owner ask as a favor hey keep the tickets at 20 bucks you know because what i've realized especially here in bellflower um that a lot of real close friends, family, and followers, long-time followers, are coming to these shows. Like, I have genuine people who are friends. A lot of these people I know come to these shows, right? And so, obviously, some of these people are going to ask me to hook, hook them up. And I can't hook up everybody, from, right? So... I say, let's leave it at 20 bucks so I can I can at least tell my fans, my friends, hey dude, like it's only 20, 20 bucks, dog. Like no mames, wait. way. Like pay the 20 bucks, fool. Right? And, and then that's easier for me to tell you this, right? But you paga way, you know. It's fucked up, right? It feels doesn't feel good. But anyways, so I pay this $20, fool. All right? I'm trying to get at is that once again, I can't hook up everybody, fool. And some people hit me up, fool. All right. Uh Family hit me up, cousins, neighbors, colleagues, co-workers. They hit me up for. They're like, hey dude, um can you hook me up with some tickets, though? And again, my thing is like, when I can hook it up freely, I can fool, but no simple no simple way. You also can understand that I get paid by I, that's how I get paid. I get paid by a door split, fool. Like the more people I let in for free, the smaller my check is gonna be. And just to just put that in perspective a little bit, right? Um, second of all, like, I, I can't, like, it looks bad with the clubs when people technically don't want to pay to see me. They want to come for free. And so the bigger my guest list is, this tells the com- the comedy clubs, yeah, these guys are not willing to pay to see him; They just want to get hooked up. They're not good customers, fool. Like, these, are, these people, not a good customers. He's not a good salesman. He he's not that good at what he. He's not a fucking good comedian. Basically, at the end of the day, bro. Because a good comedian, like I'm gonna say, right there, I Ralph Barbosa. Way, Rob Barbosa. He's charging thirty, forty, fifty dollars right now. It, does anybody question it? No way, no. And people say, oh, you're as funny as him. You're funnier than him. You're you're like him. You're you remind me of him. You're you're similar. Okay, well, but but. Hook me up with free tickets. Kind of shit. I'm like, okay, what? I, I know I'm a little out of place. I'm trying to, I'm trying to prove my point here, dog. Bet, who questions his tale? Like, no one questions, hey, yeah, fuck yeah. I'm going to pay for that. My own friends, huh? My own friends. Best friends. BFFs, fool. Like, they hit me up for free tickets all the time. Which they feel they can, right? Because we got that kind of relationship. I get it. I get it. But then... A week later, they fucking messaged me. I just bought five tickets to go see Rob Barbosa VIP front row. I paid $80. Oh, pues que bonito. Pues que bonito, way, Pues que bonito, way, No mames, way. It kind of hurts, right? kind of hurts. But it, it's what it is, dog. And I get it. If you, like, I get hooked up. I get plugs. I got homies hooking me up with shit here and there. Disneyland. Shoes. Food. You know, bobbleheads. I get it. People hook me up. And trust me, I don't forget this. I do not forget this. I pay it back in return somehow, right? Um, so with all that said, it's hard, guys. It's fucking hard. It it, it puts me in a weird predicament. Ay, 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 predicament, doc. And as much as I love you, motherfuckers, no siempre puedo, wey. Pero trust me, when I can, I do. I do. And with all that said, that doesn't mean to for you to stop asking me. You can still ask because el que no pide, pues no, no come, verdad? I get that part too. So I don't mind the ask, but... Please don't get mad at the answer sometimes, right? The response like, yeah, I can't. Because I really, truly can't. For example, going back to Bellflower. The, we make this arrangement, uh, agreement, arrangement, whatever you want to call it. We have 150 tickets to sell, all right? How many of these do you want to give away? He asks me. And I'll be like, uh, 10? He's like, Eesh, 10 is a lot. Like, 10 is a lot. Let's do six. Because he also, it affects him. Cause he gets a split off those tickets. He gets a cut off those tickets. Off those $20. He gets a cut, I get a cut. So I'm also affecting his fucking pay, the owners, which obviously they're not gonna like. So we settle, usually settle about anywhere from four to six tickets. Meaning these four to six tickets are for like literally family, literally family, friends. Literally, you know. Um, and that's where we set, that's where we settle at mostly. Okay. With all that said, I had a fan, I had a fan hit me up, right? And I'm not going to read the message because I don't know if he or she listens, right? But I really don't know because they just hit me up out of the blue with a beautiful little message. Hey, man, I'm, I'm a big fan, you know, um... I don't. I, they don't give me a soft story about being broke or anything like that. They just say how much of a fan they are, supporter. They want to bring out. She wants to bring out. He or she wants to bring out her friends, family to some, to come see me. Like it starts off like that. I'm like, yo, that's all. That's dope. Thank you. They're like, can you hook me up with free tickets? Right, and I'm like, I uh, you know, after the big speech paragraph. I'm like, uh, yeah, I can hook you up with like two. I can hook you up with two. He said They said that they're going to bring like eight people. They're going to bring have eight people there at the show. And I'm like, okay, that sounds dope. Uh, I'll hook you up with two. You and somebody else. You who wrote this message, who took their time out of their busy schedule, right? And reached out. Yeah, I'll give you and a guest a ticket. That's cool. And this person was like, I was hoping for all eight. You can't do all eight. You can't hook up all eight. Cause I already like she, he's like, I already talked you up. Like I blew you up. And I like tell everybody about you. And all these people are excited to come see you. And I was hoping you can hook all of them up. And I'm like, yeah, no. Uh I brought back E. I'm sorry. Now I gotta be that guy, right? I'm sorry. The most I can do is two. Uh, I appreciate you though, and just the tickets are only twenty dollars. It's a Friday. It's gonna be a great show. Like I, I just appreciate you. Like, at the, cause back in my head, I, I also don't want to lose a sale. Obviously, right? Like I'm like, hey man, like, I don't want to be a dick. Like, I am giving you two tickets. Like I did say yes to free tickets, two of them. You know, and then fights back, like comes back again and says. Can you You at, the, at least do four? And I'm like, at this point, there's too much back and forth, right? So I'm like, no, I'm sorry. Like, I'm going to stick to the two. Like, I'm sorry, I can't. I, I already give up, like, the rest of my tickets. Uh, now, two is what it is. I mean, I'll put you down for two and hope your friends can make it, I said. And I, pues dijo, oh, well, yeah, okay, well, put me down for two. Thank you, blah, 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 blah. Right, This was like a couple of weeks leading up to the show, right? So they like a couple of days before the show, they remind me, hey, are we on the guest list? I say, yes, you are for two tickets. I put you plus one. Just tell them your name at the door. That's all good. And once again, they're like, you sure you can't do more? I'm like, I can't, dude. Like, I can't. At this point, the show's almost going to sell out. So I'm realizing... These people haven't even bought their tickets like the other people. So I'm just like, nah, And the show's almost sold out. There's only literally like 12 tickets left. So I suggest you like get them soon. Blah, 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 blah. But no, nah, but your two are good, I said. And then I didn't hear back from this person. And then this person didn't show up. All right. Come day of the show, uh, I put a, I actually only put four people total on that day. Those two people and another two people, right? Actually, six people because uh, Raul Reyes had two people he wanted to hook up. So uh, six people. And then so from those six tickets, only four showed up, two didn't. And then the owner comes up to me. He's like, hey, bro, those two guests that you had, they didn't show up. I said, oh, yeah, but pues, ni modo, eh? Ni modo. It kind of bothering me because if, the, if, you two, if you didn't show up, that means all your other friends didn't show up. And I always talk about hyping me up and this and that and excited to see me and this and that. Looking forward to a great time and da-da-da. You were doing all this for free tickets, dude, apparently, because now I didn't feel genuine. So that kind of bothered me. And then the owner was like, yeah, man. And there was a waiting list. There was people trying to get to the show who we said no to because we're reserving these tickets for you these free tickets for you now your other four people did show up but these two didn't we could have sold those two seats you know so not only did you you didn't show up now you also cost me money from people that could have been who were willing to pay you know what I'm saying so all that like it it bothered me like and it was sticking and I'm only bringing it up because I saw that person's message right now again uh, that had screenshot it to remind myself to put it on the guest list and, uh, and that's where I want you guys to be at. And trust me, man, I, I got a lot of close friends here and f- friends and family and people who listen, fans, real fans who listen. And, ch- again, th- I don't want you to dis- I don't discourage you from asking me for free tickets. I don't want you to do that. Um, but just know that sometimes no puedo, way and, and I- as much as I love you or I could, I can't. And this is, what- this is what happens sometimes when I do hook people up and then they don't show up. Right? And that's the other thing I've told other people when I do hook them up. When I hook up people, like f- people that I know, uh, like when I go to Phoenix, a- any, you know, places like that, Texas, they'll be like, hey, hook me up with two some tickets, dog. Like a person I have a little relationship with. And I'll be like, yeah, I got you. Just do me a favor. Please spread the word. Let motherfuckers know. If these two free tickets got me six paid tickets, four fa- paid tickets, it was all worth giving you those two tickets, dog. That's how I see it. So, let's go, see, Cloud way, I got you. You're on the list. Just, por favor, hook me up. Tell motherfuckers, just tell motherfuckers about the show, dog. And that's all I asked for, dog, hoping that they do and that people do self-buy tickets. People that weren't going to buy tickets but did because this person told him, you know? So, it's a trip, dog. It's a trip. It, it, it's This is the, uh, the backside of it, right? The dark side of the comedy where, like, this is because a lot of a lot of things are happening behind the scenes right like your percentage takes a hit um your uh like obviously i want better nights i want better weekends i want better dates and the only way you get all that is by selling tickets putting asses in seats and people who are willing to pay to see you see uh perform so there's a bunch of comedians out there who give away all their tickets just give away tickets and those people get flat rates small flat rates to perform but they don't give a shit they just want to perform and have a bunch of people at the show um, but I actually do care I this is a real career this is a real job for me dog so I need to hustle I gotta work hard to make pe- I, have people want to pay to see me dog so it's a lot of that bro it's a lot of that and and I, I wanna share this with you guys cause I, I think you guys do you guys get it man from the messages that I get from the feedback that I get from the podcast you motherfuckers get it dog and I appreciate you motherfuckers dog I really do I don't want to get all preachy and shit, but uh, it was it was in my it wasn't really in my head. It was bothering me that weekend of that show. It bothered me. Then I got over it, of course. And then I see the fucking screenshot right now again, and I'm like, oh yeah, this person. I gotta bring this up again. Let me bring this up for a little bit. Um, but yeah, from all right, uh, all right, let's, let's 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 switch it up here. There a couple things. Couple things I want to talk about, bro. I do have a couple things I want to talk about. Uh let me see here. Uh yeah, last week I think I shared a little too much again about that chick. Uh, people were somebody asked me, "Hey, dog, do, does your family or friends or ex exes listen to your podcast?" Short answer is no. I don't think so. Uh, every once in a while, one of my sisters or uh somebody will bring up something I brought up in a podcast. Eh. Nah, I don't really say nothing bad i I really I try to be careful what i say what i what I'm sharing is something can no es mentira we. it's not a lie so it's not like I'm making up shit so it's just and a lot of it for me it's like a long time ago, like early two thousands full like that's it full that, that that time has passed. What is past- what does that call when like the the law of limitations is it limitations limit- yeah something like that where it passes and you can't use that against that person anymore double jeopardy is that what it is <laughs> Uh, for enough time has passed, I could share so many stories. I, like I've said many times, I regret a lot of shit that I did, a lot of stuff that I did, bro. Like I, I look at myself, man. I look at old pictures of me, and I'm just like, damn, bro. Like I'm a different person, man. Uh, as my kids grow, I'm growing. It's kind of how I see it, dog. As these fools mature, I'm maturing with them, dog. I'm like, I'm literally maturing with these fucking kids now, dog. Like I worry about stuff now. Like I worry about health and vitamins and eating healthy and getting enough sleep and washing my clothes and cleaning the house and cooking and like i I worry about stuff that stuff right there like those little things i didn't worry about that before dog like I, like 10 years ago i didn't worry about that i didn't worry about going to the market cooking cleaning the house dog you know like me and jesus were like jesus would do a lot of the cleaning of the house dog but i would like do uh, you know i would help with other shit you know around the house um but we took turns is what i'm trying to tell you um but now i'm growing up from so a lot of stuff that i share old old school stuff that i share um it's i'm like it's just storytelling for me dog at this point right just sharing real cool things and um yeah man all right uh, i want to talk a little bit about i'm watching invincible bro You guys know Invincible, fool? Invincible is a cartoon, a superhero cartoon. Speaking of nerd shit right now, I'm growing up to be a nerd, man. For real, dog. Guys, I I don't know how many nerds listen to this podcast, dog. But if you haven't watched Invincible, a superhero cartoon on Prime Video, um, I encourage it. Man, it's really good, dog. My son got me into it. He wanted me to check it out. I said, I'll right, check it out with you, duh. uh It's a rated R cartoon. Rated R uh, superhero. And it's really good. It's not as good as like Deadpool kind of stuff. But it's, re- it's a really good story. It's about a guy, young guy, 17 years old, who, so, who has a father who's like Superman, right? These are all completely new, different uh, characters, superheroes. But they're kind of loosely based on... You know, DC and Marvel, loosely based off. Loosely, uh, they're pretty original. Also, they're pretty original characters. The uh, so the guy is like, there's a guy who's like a Superman who came from a planet, like kind of like Krypton, like where Superman came from. So he he came from that planet. He has all the Superman powers, right? Fly, super strength, faster than a speeding bullet, bulletproof, dopeful, right? So obviously he marries this human. Now they have a teenager. And now the teen- The show starts with the teenagers waiting to get his powers. Because eventually he's going to get his powers once he hits like around puberty. So he's waiting for his powers. Finally gets his powers at 17. And now it's on, right? So he's inv- he's a main kite. Uh, invincible. That's what he calls himself. That's the name he gives himself. Superhero name. His father, Omni-Man... Uh, you got to see if... I don't want to spoil too much, but he's a very interesting character. Very interesting character. He's, he has a lot of skeletons in the closet. And I'm trying to... Like, the show takes you to what what the fuck this guy's really up to, dog. Right? Because he's like Superman, but he's also kind of shady and there's a dark side to this motherfucker, dog. So that's where it gets really interesting. Because it's really good. It's with a bunch of other characters, a bunch of other superheroes with real cool powers, with real cool strengths. And some of them... Again, loosely based with some of our favorite characters, like a Thor, like a Hulk, you know, like a Batman. There's loosely based characters on these guys. So that's kind of fun, too. But they're in their own original way. Right. New, different taste. And I really find myself enjoying this show. I'm only like an episode three or four right now. And I'm hooked, dog. I'm all in, bro. I'm all in, compa, dog. So I definitely strongly suggest that one for those of you guys. I know not everybody's into that superhero stuff. Again, I've never I've never read comic books. I don't read comic books. I don't read, period, sometimes, ever. The books that I've read are audio books, dog. That's how I get down, all right? I'm very lazy when it comes to reading. I hate reading, dog. Uh, but you have to, you know, the only reading I do is like memes. That's the only reading I fucking do, dog, and tweets. That's all I do, dog. Um, Yeah, reading is bad for me. I don't have the patience for it. So comic books, as much as I'm fascinated by this genre of comic book sensations, I don't read comic books. So all I know is I learned from watching these Disney shows, Marvel shows, Marvel movies, and now this new one, new one I got on, right? And then I get to watch like, And then I'm watching like, YouTube videos that explain what the fuck I just saw, right? Because I need somebody to hold my hand and explain to me what I'm watching. that, And then, then that breakdown that I watch on YouTube makes me enjoy what I'm watching even more. Because now I feel like I'm in the joke. I'm in this world with them. I feel now included in what I just saw. Right? So it's important. It's fun. I watch it with my kids. We bond. It's fun. It's fun, dog. Alright? The other thing I watched this weekend... Yeah, I've been watching a lot of stuff, man. Because I've been home a lot. Gracias a Dios. Gracias a Dios. Um, I watched the Oscar de la Hoya documentary. Agarrense, cabrones. The Oscar de la Hoya documentary on HBO Max. Which, by the way, I'm also on HBO Max. It's not my weekend. Comedy special. Check it out if you haven't. Where the, well, What do we, Oscar Loya and I have in, in common? We're both on the same goddamn social s- streaming Service. Anyways. Oscar La Hoya documentary. Pretty good. Pretty damn good. I enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, it's getting great reviews. A lot of people are watching it. A lot of people are seeing it. A lot of people like it. I did too. I just wish. It, it was a two part series. of About an hour and a half each one. So about a total of three hours. I feel they could have gone like four to six episodes. At about an hour each. Extend this a little bit longer, phone. Um I, I give props to Oscar for doing this. For, you know, getting in front of that camera and opening up like he did. I get that. Props to the motherfucker. I've always been a fan. Yes and no, I've been a fan. Yes, I, I respect all the shit he's accomplished. What he's meant to the sport. What he's doing now. Golden Boy Productions. Stuff like that. I respect a lot of stuff. But I've also known that he's also been a very different person behind all that, right? I've known, I've heard stories. I know people that work for him. I know people that hang out with him. I know people that party with him. I know people who know him. I personally have never met him. I've been to the Golden Boy Studios, to the Golden Golden Boy building. I I was uh, interviewed by the Golden Boy podcast for my, when my comedy special uh, dropped in 2019. I was in there, but I didn't get to meet him. He wasn't there. Um. So this I, I've always, I've always, I've always heard crazy stories about him, dog. And I don't wanna say too much, but I'm sure a lot of you guys know like like he's in, like he does a lot of crazy, he parties hard basically. He loves to party, right? Uh and among other things, right? And trust me, dog. Look, trust me, I don't I fuck, dude. I don't judge at all because I look at him full and I look at his life and what he accomplished and what he did and the money that he made. And I'm like, see, wait. And then how his looks, bro. I mean, that guy was a really good-looking guy, fool. Really good-looking dude. Of course. Of course, fool. Like, uh, I relate to a lot of things except for the good-looking thing. <laughs> I know what you're saying, motherfuckers. Fuck you guys. Except for, except for all his success and all his money and all his good looks, I really relate to him. <laughs> I relate to him in all the other ways that he lives, such as having a hard time staying in a relationship, fucking things up, lying to the be- to women that he loves, uh, not being the father that he wished he was. But even though, I mean... When my kids were small, I wasn't around as much as I would as I should have been. For my, for my kids, Diego and AJ, my oldest, when they were from zero to five, I wasn't around that much. That's when I was hitting comedy at its hardest and my marriage falling apart. So there was a lot of tension, a lot of bad stuff going on at home as my babies were growing up from zero to five. Okay? I was on the road for a long period of time and I wanted to be. I was out late nights. When I was on the road, I was out late nights at the Comedy Store, at the Laugh Factory, at the Improv, at the Ice House. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I was drinking a lot at that time. I was partying a lot. I was cheating a lot. I was doing a lot of bad things during that time, during the zero to five age of my kids. And I regret that, fool. regret that very much. Um, once we finally broke up, when they were around five and six, my kids were like five and six. That's when I fucking woke. Once she left me, fool, it's like, oh shit, this chick actually left. I gotta wake the fuck up. I gotta step the fuck up. I gotta figure this out. I gotta be a father. I gotta do my part. I don't want to be fighting in court. I don't want to lose my kids. I don't want to not be with my kids. I don't want my kids to hate me. I don't, my kids are realizing what's going on. Oh, dude, all these fucking things started happening, and I and I I fucking I turned around fool. 180, dog. He expresses a lot of that guilt. He expresses a lot of that remorse. He expresses a lot of stuff that he did with to the women that he was with, especially that first wife, beautiful wife, like mine. My first wife, beautiful girl, beautiful, out of my league. He had a beautiful wife, and she spoke a lot like my ex wife. Like she spoke, like I wanted the family thing. I wanted it all. I was like this, like in this illusion that everything was fine, you know. I'm and. The difference that my chick wasn't an actress or a model, but she was very, like, about her career. She was very career-oriented. She wanted to make that money as well and wanted to build, like, a power couple together, dog. But yo, I was all selfish and partying and living it up and this and that. And eventually she kind of, like, said, all right, well, then i worry about myself. And then she started doing her own shit, too. Like, all right, well, this motherfucker doesn't want what I want. I'm going to do my own shit, too. That's, and then everything just fell apart, For And so anyways, he has a lot of things like that. For A lot of people like Oscar had a lot of people around him who shouldn't have been around him. Who were not there for the right reasons. I had a lot of people like that. I had a lot of friends like that. A lot of colleagues, comedians that I met at first. Who they didn't give a fuck about me or what I'm going through. They just give a fuck about, you know, whatever it took to make it. And I was following that trend with them, dog. And I regret that, for. You know, I was around a lot of fucking shady-ass, bad people. Comics, bookers, managers, uh, comedy club, uh, fans, friends. Uh, I was just around a lot of fucking idiots doing a lot of dumb shit at the time. You know? And as I started getting a little popularity and started, you know, making fucking traction with this fool, I started believing the hype. And at that, like, ten years ago, when I was like three, four, five years in the game... Like, people were calling me the next big thing. I'm going to be the next one and blah, blah, blah. You're fucking, you got it. You got it. This guy's going to be a star. And he, like, started believing it, believing it, believing it. I was caught up in all that shit, guys. I felt untouchable. I felt like, you know, like I was, I'm going to be a star. I'm going to be famous. I'm going to be rich. And I don't give a fuck. And that's how I felt, bro. And, and basically, and Oscar's living all that. He's literally doing that, literally living that where I thought I was going to be. So we that's where we late and we can you know I'm sure he was fucking a lot of chicks every day and you know I wasn't fucking chicks every day but plenty of plethora as well and all that just goes into your head bro being out every night free shit free beers free drinks free clubs everywhere we went dog like with the circle that we hung out with for I was partying hard like from 2000 pues ya son casi 10 años way. so we're talking about from like 20 like from like 2011 to like 2015, 2016, up until party my DUI, which was in 2018. Between that, like 2013 to 2018, that right there. Oh wait, I was bad for Parting it up for too much. But and then so I I was he was like I, he was like, damn for this guy I I get, I get what he's going through, but nah, but it's the way it was times times. 10 times 20, you know, um, wait, of course, you know, this guy was him. He is the man, dog. He was the man, bro. I remember Oscar I Loveway at full and I was actually a fan of his, bro. I really was until I just didn't like the way he treated uh, Chavez, right? I don't like the disrespect he was showing to Julio Cesar Chavez because I was a huge Julio Cesar Chavez fan. Huge, bro. One of the biggest Julio Cesar Chavez. I was, I love Julio Cesar Chavez, dog. Everything about him, bro. You know, his small stature, his, like, willingness to fucking die on that ring, bro. His cockiness, his... Everything, his swag, bro. Everything, his intimidation. Like, he didn't even speak English. He didn't give a shit. He just spoke Spanish. He stayed true to himself. Like, gangsta as fool, dog. That's like... I looked up to that fool. And I respect Oscar La Hoya trying to chop this fool down and trying to be less, you know? I just didn't respect them fool. But then... By the second fight, by the second time that they fought, de la Hoya and Chavez, the tables had turned on me, fool. I think uh, uh, the Chavez was was a bitch, fool. He was just a bitch, dog. And ugly side of Julio Cesar Chavez came out, bro. Sore loser, you know, just a bad guy, bro. Bully, a pesado way, malo. Like I saw his bad side of Chavez that I didn't like, like. I didn't like how he treated his loss. The first time he fought the lawyer, since that moment, I'm like, "Oh man, this guy is a bitch too, dog." And he let me down. He, his his attitude of being a sore loser, and it just it, it let me down for. And it turned me into a lawyer fan. He kind of won me over a little bit. And then the lawyer had like this charisma, where like he kind of like he was a little party, pretty boy. Like people, I'm like they just hating on him because he's a good looking guy. And I didn't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that hater. Because he's a good looking dude. I don't want to be that guy. So he started like, I started turning on, and then I realized, dude, he's actually a good boxer. Like, he's whooping everybody's ass. He's really good. He's fucking dope. He's representing Mexicans and Americans, Mexican Americans, East LA. Like, yeah, fool. Then I started getting on his like bandwagon. I really did. And I started kind of getting away from a Chavez bandwagon just because Chavez, when his career was going down, he, I didn't like how he was taking it. He was taking it really sour, just really, being a really bitch about all that attitude he had talking down about everybody and everything and i i I didn't like that fool i just i I don't know he's man after a while he just let me down basically he let me down and that laoya did it fool like they all kept winning kept taking on trinidad camacho you know taking on all these fools uh vargas like all these fools that try to step up to him he will whoop that ass dog and i would root for that laoya every time like yeah Whoop on all these punks ass. The only fool I really like, I really liked that he he beat up on was Gatti. I used to like Ar- Arturo Gatti. Ar- Arturo Gatti was a dope-ass Italian boxer. I love his style. I love how he fought, his grittiness. He was amazing. But he got to De La Hoya late in his career, and he got his ass whooped by De La Hoya. That's the only time that I was kind of low-key rooting for, for, uh, against De La Hoya, dog. But anyways, he beat up on everybody and I respected that fool. I'm like, yeah, that's a fucking man right there, man. And then, of course, until his end of his career where he started deteriorating and he wasn't the same person and he started kind of like being a little too cocky and being a dick and just being a sore loser. Then I was like, yeah, fuck this guy, dog. I'm over him. I'm over him. I don't like like cockiness, bro. Like, I'm not that... Because I'm... That's why I'm not like that, bro. I'm really not. I mean, like, sometimes... Act the way, or act a certain way, or, or just a lot of it's just for shits and giggles, for fun. I know Jesus used to like clown on me on American wannabes about, oh no, it's either way, nah, it's not that. And I would clarify with him like that. And I get it. he's joking as well. We're having a good time. I never took it like serious because I know where I'm coming from. I know I'm not coming from a cockiness way. I'm coming from a old head way. I'm just tired. I'm just not in the mood. I just don't want to. I can't keep up with you. Like I would rather just sit down. I would rather go home. Like I don't need all these people in the green room. Like I don't need all this attention. Like I don't need this fucking all these people like hitting me up and uh, uh partying with them and hanging out with them. I don't need to do all that, dog. Like I'm just simply because I'm fucking 40 years old and I'm tired and I don't I want I can't hang like that no more and I don't want to hang like that no more and like that's where I'm coming from. It's not that I'm cocky or I think I'm better than anybody. I just physically come from a place that I don't have the energy for that. That's basically where it was. Because we would be at shows and people want to hang out. People want to go, hey, let's go over here. Let's go party. Come to this bar. Come to this club. Come to this bar. Like, come over here. We got you. We'll pay for everything. And I'm just like, oh, nah, bro. Thanks, man. No, I'm cool, man. I'm cool. Um. and people were like, what's so with your boy, dog? Like, these things too good for us or what? And I'm just like, no, wait, just, it's just fucking midnight. I'm good. I'm tired, dog. Like, but I get And then I, sometimes I would, and then, so I would go. And then I would have that resting bitch face. Like, oh, I, I don't want to be here energy. Then I would come off as a dick like that. Like, sometimes then people would be like, what's wrong with this fool, dog? Oh, you're so a boy, dog. I'm just like, hey, wait. Like, it's not even like that, fool. Like, I appreciate all this, dog, but it's not. Just not me right now, don' Because to be honest with low-key, I'd rather just go either to my room by myself, turn on TV and chill in the, in the hotel, or get myself a nice little lady, a nice a nice girl to take back to the room. Those two options, either by myself or with a nice lady. I don't need to go out partying with a bunch of dudes, fucking getting drunk for what? Like, I get nothing out of that, fool. I really don't get nothing out of that, don'. So that's the mindset that I'm at. Either I go home, Go back to my place with a nice little chick, a chick, or just a woman, period. Uh, or fucking by myself, and I'm okay with that either one. fool. I am really am. I'm good. All right. All right, I I just want to get a couple of those thoughts off my head, dog. But, uh, yeah, I think I rambled a little longer than I should have this time, fool. But listen, listen, dog. I'm coming to Houston, Texas this Wednesday night, August 3rd. August 2nd. August 2nd. Is it August? Yeah. August 2nd. August 2nd. Houston improv. August 3rd. Thursday. Arlington Improv. August 3rd. And then Friday. We're Toxico's are gonna be in Merced, California. I heard it's already sold out though, right? Then we're coming to soon. We're coming to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Friday, August 18th. Las Cruces, New Mexico, August 19th, El Paso, Texas, August 20th with those toxicos. We're going to have a blast. Come hang out. Say what's up. And uh, that's pretty much it. I'm out of here. Happy August, everybody. We got some big birthdays coming up. I get it. I know even my son, Nicolás, birthday uh, is coming up. So, um, yeah, we'll make that happen. Next week, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, to record right away Sunday or Monday because I'm going to be in San Diego. What's the Dodgers-Padres-San Diego game on Monday at 1 p.m. Day game. Got my ticket, so we might spend a night, Sunday night in the hotel. Wake up, go to the game, have a good time with the kids. Um, depending what time we get back that Monday, I'll record it or not, bro. So if you're out there in San Diego at the game, get at me, dog. Let's have a beard fool, all right? Out of the way, I'm out of here, fool. I'm Jerry G. Have a great, great rest of the week, dog. I'm out later.